Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Clive Urquhart. Hey guys, good morning uh, to you all. Uh, it's so good to be together in the presence of God this morning and how God is our peace, uh, He's our comfort, He's our refuge, uh, especially uh, in the midst of the, the situation that we are in as a, as a church family. I know we are personally, you know, as a, as a family. And just want to kind of share really some things this morning. Don't want to get into like a, a, a message. Uh, I appreciate we're all coming to terms with uh, the loss of Pastor Colin uh, since he went to be with the Lord. Uh, on Monday, and I, we know as a family that, um, although it's been quite tough in different ways, uh, we know that he is with the Lord of glory, the one that he pursued uh, the whole of his life. And uh, of course, there's a sense of loss uh, and sadness, and we all are working through that in different ways. Uh, but at the same time, we know that he is, he is in the glory now uh, where he has longed to be for the whole of his life. Uh, and so, yes, we, we obviously need to just spend some time and space uh, working through uh, grieving. And we all grieve uh, and handle grief in, in different ways. And we want to give space uh, to one another uh, as a church family, uh, to be able to do that in these coming days and and weeks. Uh, now, it's never easy uh, when you lose someone, uh, and so we want to make sure we 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 grieve and process all of that in in the right way. As a family, uh, we don't want you guys to feel like uh, you have to tiptoe around us. Um, sometimes when, when people are, have lost someone or you know a close friend or family member, uh, as the, it, sometimes it's a bit like, what do we say or how do we need to be? Uh, please don't feel like you need to tiptoe around us or, or what's the right thing to say or do. Uh, we know that you guys uh, deeply love us as a family and that love is completely reciprocated to you guys as well. And we know that it's not just us as a family that are, are going through the, the loss of Pastor Colin, but we all are as a church family. And so um, really on behalf of my my mum, Caroline, uh, my two sisters, Claire and Andy, as well as our, our wider family, uh, we firstly want to say a huge, huge thank you to all of you guys for the love, uh, for the prayers and support that we have, have received over this, over the recent, this la the, the last few weeks, the recent weeks. And I know many of you have been praying uh, for the outcome for Pastor Colin to uh, to be healed, uh, to be fully restored. And that's so, so important that together we continue to pray and believe together uh, and not stop uh, doing that uh, until the point at which he, he passed away. And so it's important that we can, you know, up to that point, we were believing and, and praying for that outcome for him. And I just want to 
really take a, a few moments this morning to kind of speak into that, speak about uh, the last few weeks a little bit, the last words that Pastor Colin actually said, and then what that kind of means for us, but also what I believe God's saying at this moment to us as a church family. Obviously for us as a family, we've, we've lost a husband, uh, a father, uh, a granddad, and a great granddad. Uh, obviously as a church family, uh, we have lost our spiritual father, our apostle, uh, the one who has, has led us, taught us, inspired us, motivated us, and been such an incredible example of how to know and to love Jesus, how to encounter him, how to seek him, how to serve him and how to live for him in our, our lives. And I think we would all say that Pastor Colin's been an amazing example, an amazing dynamo for all of our lives to never give up, to keep moving forward and, and never let anything knock us down to keep us down. Um, but in Christ, there's always a way through. There's always a way to have breakthroughs and release in our lives. And he lived passionately and relentlessly. Like the apostle Paul says himself, I just wanna know Christ. And, and that's been Pastor Colin's life, just to simply know Christ in, in every way possible. And really to know him in his glory and to see God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. And like many of those in Hebrews, uh, it says in chapter 10, those men and women of faith that it talks about, that it says they never gave up. And they were even believing for and living for something that they didn't see in their own lifetime. They saw some amazing things, but didn't necessarily see everything fully in the way that they were, it's partly because they were living for something far bigger than their own lives. And, and Pastor Colin was living for things, kingdom, God's kingdom and his glory on earth that were far bigger than his own life. And, and maybe he didn't fully see everything he might have thought of seeing, but God's kingdom and his glory is gonna continue and go on. And, and Pastor Colin has left an amazing legacy for all of us, which will come to in a little, in a moment or two. But one of the things that set Pastor Colin's life in motion in terms of going after God for the whole of his life was when he was eight years old. And he used to kneel by his bed every night and just pray, not really knowing who or what he was praying to, but basically the, the quest was, well, God, if you're real, would you show me who you are? And one night, he didn't understand what it really was then. He does <laughs> down the road a bit, but at that moment, how he described it was God showed him something, a glimpse of his glory. And, and that set off a desire, a pursuit in Pastor Colin's life that continued to the very dying moment uh, a few days ago to want to know God in his glory and for others to know God in his glory. And, and that's been the pursuit, his heart for revival, uh, for transformation and all of the things, words we might use, have been relentless over the years. And 
now he's in that glory. He is, he is there with the Lord of glory, the one that he's just sought after and wanted to know for the whole of his life. And for us as a family over these last few days, we've been completely blown away by the many, many stories and testimonies that people have shared on Facebook and Instagram, texts, WhatsApps, emails we've, we've received uh, of the way in which God has just done so much in so many lives over the decades uh, through Pastor Colin's life and ministry. And, and Pastor Colin would be the first one to say that all of the glory for anything that has taken place goes to Jesus and that he wouldn't want to take any of the glory for that. Simply Jesus alone deserves the glory. Now, as we've, as we've read uh, through so many testimony stories and, and just things people have sent us and, and they're up there, out there and different social media platforms, <laughs> many of those stories have actually brought us to tears as we've been just reading what God has done in people's lives and just the sheer goodness, love and grace of God at work. Uh, along with just the way in which people have described how they, how they see Pastor Colin, how they've seen him as, as, as a family, as to who we know as just dad, you know? And we, we're just totally humbled and, and many a tear over the last few days shed um, because of what you guys have written, others from wherever, this nation, other nations, uh, and, and just blown away by God's goodness. And so we want to give all the glory to Jesus, all the glory to the Lord for all he has done in people's lives. And, and someone put a quote up as part of their tribute to Pastor Colin uh, on Facebook of an interview um, that Pastor Colin had quite a few years ago. And this is the quote they put up as part of their tribute. Uh, and, and obviously Pastor Colin was asked a question in an interview and, and this, is the, this is the answer that Pastor Colin gave. He says, when you're on the platform, everybody thinks that you are a mighty man of God, but that's not the reality. Without him, I would be totally useless. I can never say, look what God is doing through my ministry. Isn't that wonderful? It's not like that. I live every day of my life on the edge in that I need to hear from God daily and I need to know what he wants me to do. I just have to be obedient and walk with him. And I think that, that quote, it, just, it really sums up his, his life. Uh, he, that he just understood without Jesus, I can't do anything. Uh, I'm totally dependent on him and, and I, I, just, I just need to listen to him and just do whatever he says daily. And when I read that quote, you know, something came to mind. It was this really old little song that, that goes, trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And... Pastor Colin himself, know, like my dad, just knowing him, like we all do, 
in our own lives. We all know our own weaknesses. We're all aware, aware of how fallible we are and how weak we are in and of, ourse in and of ourselves. And that was for, from a dad for Pastor Colin, this little ditty, trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey sums up uh, his, his life. And so we are gonna have a celebration for his life. We're, we're just working on you know, when that will be. And once we know when that will be, we're gonna obviously let everybody know. And in that time, we're obviously gonna, there's already gonna be lots of tributes and, and things said. But even in that context, Pastor Colin would still want all the glory to go to him, go to the Lord, that is, this way. So I just want to take a couple more moments, really, just to kind of just help us maybe to, to just process a little bit or understand a little bit of the last few weeks, because I, I appreciate for, for just about everybody, um, from us communicating a couple of Sundays ago about how seriously ill Pastor Colin was, and then suddenly, within eight or nine days, he's he's passed away. I just want to maybe just give a, a brief, kind of just a few moments of, of the previous few weeks leading up to that, um, because it was it was just as quick for us in terms of what what happened as it is for for you guys. And we we knew a few weeks ago, five or six weeks ago, that Pastor Colin was obviously not well. He hadn't been well for a little while, but suddenly he seemed to begin to kind of deteriorate quite quickly. And and he knew that he wasn't well, and we knew. And and we went in and out of hospital a few times over those few weeks. And he he knew uh, that he was he was really not well. And we knew we were in miracle territory, um, but. We only got the actual diagnosis of what was wrong with him and the severity of it uh, literally a week or so before we, we told you guys. And we were obviously coming to terms with that and, and just praying through that. And uh, when we shared that with you as a church family, uh, we, we knew that he was seriously ill. But at the same time, it's like, well, we want to be honest with you guys. We want to be open with you. And we knew that, okay, my dad, our dad, uh, for Pastor Caroline, her husband, you know, was 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 seriously ill, and we just wanted to all of us as a church family to know to pray together and to believe together for the best outcome. You know, in one sense, in terms of our understanding of him being healed and whole, um, and so the 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 acceleration or the aggressiveness of the, the cancer and what was wrong with him obviously was far more than we all realized and till over last weekend where he was in hospital for the weekend and it, it was a, a good place to be because of the care that the medical staff could give him and i, I just want to say and we would say as a family that the medical care that each person gave him and the way they were with him was was just absolutely fantastic and and it was brilliant just to see how people care for people over the last few weeks, uh, but particularly over the last weekend when when they knew that this was the it was the last moments uh, of his uh, of his life, and so just as a as a as a family, my mum, uh, this is my two sisters and myself were able to spend the day with him on Monday in hospital, and 
And it was a very special time. And obviously there's some sort of privacy to that as a family. But I just want to take a few moments to just talk about the, the last thing that he actually said and the importance of it and, and what, it, what it means. And the, the last words that, that Pastor Collins said were this. He, he held his hand up and he pointed and, and, and not to any individual, but he said to us, take the stick and raise the banner. Now, in that moment, when he said it, uh, in the context of him saying it uh, and the clarity of how it came across, which was not as clear as I've just said it necessarily, in that moment, we were like, okay, what, what does he mean? Stick and banner and, uh, and whatnot. And it was only over the next couple of days, really, because of the context, we couldn't really concentrate on that. But over the next couple of days, we, we kind of just praying through that and talking as a family, um, what we really fully understood and realised that he was doing, even, even in the last hour or so of, of his life, he was, what he basically was saying was, um, take the stick that holds the banner, the standard up of who Jesus is and what we are all about as a church together in Christ and who we are and the vision, the purpose and everything God's given us as kingdom faith. It was like he was saying, he's, he's been the one that's held the banner up at the front of the battle line. He's been the one that has stood for something and represented something so significant in the spirit. And that we as a people, both our family, you know, bloodline family, if you like, but also church family, spiritual family, we have stood together, been together around that standard. And the standard at the end of the day is Jesus and who he is and his purposes. And Pastor Colin has lived for and represented something in the spirit of God's purposes, of God's kingdom purposes. And he's, he has held that banner high. He has held on to that stick, if we want to use that word, holding that banner high for decades and decades. And he's run with that. He's championed that relentlessly, all about Jesus. Keep your life focused on Jesus. Seek after Jesus. Know Jesus. Walk with Jesus. Know him intimately. Hear his voice. Do whatever he says. Live in obedience to Jesus. And let's see Jesus' kingdom purposes be outworked on earth. I mean, that, that, and, and as the banner bearer, the standard bearer, as it were, that we've all rallied round in that sense and we've championed the same cause in our lives together with Pastor Colin. At the front of the battle line, when the person who's held that banner up so consistently um, comes to the end of their part of the battle, what he was basically saying was, don't let the, the banner fall to the ground, but together pick up the stick, take hold of the banner, the standard the, of Jesus and everything of who we are as kingdom faith. And it is like together, this, this commission that he's given us, this charge that he's given us, if you like, as a people, hey guys, hey, pick up, this. it's not that we've not been doing it, 
but he's not here any longer. And he's saying to us guys together, keep that standard up. Take a hold of it like you never have before. Run with it, move forward with it on the front line of the battleground. And, and I just wanna read something that when I, I, I just look, well, what does it really mean to be a standard bearer? I just wanna read this for the moment. It says, a standard bearer has an important role on the battlefield. In warfare, the standard bearer acted as an indicator of where the position of a military unit was with the bright, colorful standard or flag acting as a strong visual beacon to surrounding soldiers. Soldiers were typically ordered to follow and stay close to the standard or the flag in order to maintain unit cohesion and for a single commander to easily position his troops by only having to position his standard bearer, typically with the aid of musical cues or loud verbal commands. Um, when we worship, we're getting around the standard. When we're hearing the word, we're getting around the standard of who Jesus is. And then it says, it was an honorable position carrying a considerable risk as a standard bearer would be a major target for the opposing side's troops seeking to capture the standard so that they could pull it down. Now we know our fight is not against flesh and blood. We know it's to do with principalities and powers of this age and the dominion of darkness and all of that. And Pastor Colin has held this standard high for years in the face of the enemy. And I know personally, for me, uh, Pastor Colin not being here any longer. For me, that means I take hold of that stick. I take hold of that banner in a fresh way and want to lift that high personally in my own life. I know with my mum and my two sisters as well, all of us together as a family and with our respective uh, wives, husbands, um, and our wider family, our own children and then grandchildren, and together as a family, we say yes to God. We take hold of this stick. We take hold of this banner, this standard. And as a family, we're gonna to continue to hold Jesus high and everything he's called us to as a people, as kingdom faith. And I'm sure uh, as you, you're hearing what I'm saying this morning, you've got a yes and an amen in your heart and in your life saying yes, together as a spiritual family, a church family, we wanna take hold of the stick. We wanna take hold of that banner in a fresh way and hold it high. And because it's all about Jesus and his kingdom purposes being outworked, that together we're gonna hold this thing high in the face of the enemy, in the face of opposition, in the face of the kingdom of darkness, in the face of how the enemy is trying to control society and impact the culture and, and take people on a downward spiral to an eternity without God. In the face of all of that, we still lift the name of Jesus high because we wanna move forward together as a church family in the face of all of that, acknowledging, exalting, and proclaiming who Jesus is as we move forward as a, a people, as kingdom faith in these coming days, weeks, months, years, and decades. So I just wanna finish this morning. There's one scripture that says in Isaiah 59, 19, when the enemy comes like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. You could read it the other way. When the enemy comes, comma, 
Like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. And so we're joining in with what the Holy Spirit is continuing one generation till the, to the next generation. We'll commend your works. And that's what we're doing. Pastor Colin was commending us from one generation to the next. Hey guys, continue on. Get, get that banner and standard high and move forward. And just to close, in 2 Kings chapter 2, powerful story about Elijah and Elisha. And Elijah had been the prophet to Israel and he'd been speaking the word of the Lord. The anointing of the Holy Spirit was on him, but he knew that there was going to be a shift from one generation to the next that was taking place. And he called Elisha to come and follow him. And Elisha was following him, walking with Elijah, the prophet. And Elisha sensed, and Elijah knew, and Elisha also sensed that Elijah's time was coming to an end. And Elijah three times said to Elisha, firstly, I want you to stay in Bethel. I want you to stay here, stay wherever they were. I want to stay here, but I'm going to Bethel. And Elisha said, no, I'm not going to let you go. And then when they got to Bethel, Elijah said to Elisha, I need to go on to Jericho. You stay here. And Elisha was like, there's no way I'm staying here. I'm coming with you. And then Elijah, once they were in Jericho, said, I'm moving on. I've got to go to the Jordan. And Elisha said, no way. I'm not leaving you. I'm going to be, I'm coming to the Jordan with you. Elisha understood something, that Elijah was the standard bearer. He was the one that was holding the stick and the standard up for God's kingdom purposes. And Elisha understood, I am not going to leave you. I'm not going to be separated. I'm going to go with you wherever you go. And, and then Elijah said to him, what is it that you want me to do for you? And Elisha said this, I want a double portion of whatever is on your life. Because Elisha understood there's a generational thing here. Elisha understood even though God's going to, something's going to happen with Elijah, God's going to take him. God's going to take him into glory. Something's going to continue on on earth. And Elisha understood, I am not going to miss this. I'm not going to let go of this. And so Elijah said, well, I can't give you that. What you're asking is a hard thing. But if you are with me and stay with me when you go, when you see me go, then you're going to receive something. And so Elijah, Elisha stuck with Elijah. And then what happened, it, it, it says here that um, the chariots of Israel, uh, this is what it says in verse 10, as they were talking and walking along the road, suddenly the chariots of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. And, and it talks about the chariots and the horsemen of Israel. What, what does that mean? That's connected with the, the, the spiritual anointing that was on Elijah, that was from heaven on this man and the protection spiritually that that represented, Elijah represented for the nation of Israel, that the chariots of Israel and the horsemen, then what it represented in the spirit, okay? And that they came then and took him up in a, in a whirlwind, okay? And then what happened, that the cloak, the mantle that that represented on Elijah, that Elijah had just used to separate the Jordan, okay? And they walked across in dry ground. The cloak that was on Elijah was then left and Elisha then picked up that cloak. Let's put it this way. He picked up the standard 
He picked up everything that that mantle represented. And then Elisha struck the Jordan and it separated again. And all the prophets around said, look, the spirit of the Lord is on Elisha in the same way. The same spirit is on him that was on Elijah. And, and what it means, a double portion there is not twice as much. What it actually means there is an unlimited supply of the spirit, of the anointing. And I believe that God wants to release as Pastor Colin said, take the stick and raise the banner. What I believe God is saying here is that God wants to release his spirit in a fresh way upon us as kingdom faith to go forward. And as we take the cloak or as we pick up the banner, uh, the, the, the stick and raise the banner that God's going to pour his spirit out in a fresh way because when God moves from one generation to the next he increases what he does not decreases what he does and then we see what God did through Elisha there was an increase of release and everything that God did through Elisha the next generation if you like that was released to be who God had called them to be and so I just want to take, I want us to take a, a few moments and I, I appreciate that we're all needing to take some time and space at the moment to, to pray, uh, to process, to grieve uh, the loss of, of Pastor Colin. And I just want us to take a few moments now just where we together can just thank the Lord for Pastor Colin, for who he is, who he has been and what he means to us. So let's, let's just take a moment. I just want to encourage you, just close your eyes for a few moments. And, and just in your own words, just thank the Lord for, for him, for what he meant to you. You can just verbalise that in your own way. And as you're doing that, maybe just say, Father, I just want to give you all the glory as we know Pastor Collingwood. Thank you for the example that he's been, the way he's taught us, led us, inspired us, shown us how to know you, Jesus. For the many lives that have been impacted in our own church, as well as the wider Kingdom of Faith family in other parts of the UK and other nations and others in the body of Christ that have been blessed in different ways, people that have come to know the Lord over the years, people that have been healed, miracles that have taken place, disciples that have been made and then released and sent out to plant churches and to start Bible schools and have gone out into the business world, into even government in different ways in, in different nations and into loads of different spheres of society. Father, we just give you the glory for all that you've done through Pastor Colin, through my dad. And Jesus, right now, I don't know if you want to do this, I, I maybe encourage you, maybe 
keep your eyes close so nobody's looking necessarily, but maybe just hold your hands out in front of you as if you're taking hold of that stick. You're grabbing hold of that stick with the banner, with the standard of who Jesus is, his kingdom purposes, the vision that he's given us as kingdom faith for God's revival purposes. To see a nation transformed as a result of what he does. That we take hold of this together and say yes to Jesus. Yes in the response to that commissioning that Pastor Colin gave, the last words that he said. Take the stick. Raise the banner. And Jesus, together we do that as a family of believers, as kingdom faith family. We take hold of that banner and we choose to lift you high, Jesus, in the face of every opposition. And we're going to rally, continue to rally around you as our standard, as our banner, so that together we move as one body, as one people in your purposes. We thank you, Jesus. And Father, I just thank you that you, you just grace us as a, as a church family during these days. Grace us to grieve Gracious to be gracious with one another. To be alongside each other. Where not necessarily knowing the right words is not necessarily as important as just being there for one another. And sometimes saying, I don't know what to say. That's okay. But just being there for one another encouraging one another. And so, Father, we thank you for your grace in this season. And we give you all the glory for what you've done in and through Pastor Colin's life. And we want to continue to give you the glory for all that you do in and through who we are as Kingdom Faith as we move forward in, these coming, in this coming season. We thank you, Jesus, and we praise your mighty, awesome name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I hope that's been helpful, encouraging to you guys this morning. Uh, we'll obviously let you know as soon as we have got a definite date for the celebration of Pastor Colin's life, and we'll communicate that once we know what, what that is. So uh, be blessed, guys. Uh, let's be gracious to one another. But let's go forward. Pastor Colin would want to champion us at this moment, not to feel pity for him. He said something to me a few days before he passed away, Clive, I don't want anybody to feel pity for me. Uh, if, I, if I do pass away sometime in the next couple of days, I don't want anybody to feel pity for me. Um, he said, I want people just to give the glory for everything that God's done. And, and so let's continue to do that and 
as we move forward together as a body. So bless you guys. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.